Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and listening to Day Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get to work, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word to ponder over, Lord, and just giving it to us so that we can learn from it and apply it to our lives. Lord, I also just thank you for making it where you have the best of us at the at your mind, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to uh, another day. And uh, we continue our study in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. We hope your day has been blessed, and it will be so as you go through it. Amen. And we'd just like to thank you for, um, well, just your involvement in this ministry, your participation in listening to these episodes, but also in liking, subscribing, and in sharing. Um both the, this podcast and, and this ministry and the episodes therein with others so they can learn and grow in knowledge, but most importantly in relationship with our Lord and Savior. So we, we thank you for your participation, your involvement in this ministry and helping us fulfill everything that the Lord has mandated us to accomplish. So we know we couldn't get it done by ourselves. Amen. And we thank you for your work and your effort and helping us accomplish that. Amen. So now let's get to the word, shall we? Yes. That's that's what we're here for. Amen. All right. Well, we're moving forward this morning in Acts. We're still in chapter five, but we are going to cover verses twenty-seven through forty-two. So, could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostle answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. Men, excuse me. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And when they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, men of Israel, take heed to yourselves and do and what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodos rose up claiming to be someone. A number of men, about 400 joined him. He was slain and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. 
And they agreed with him. And then they had call, when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So... At this time, we're going to open it up Thank you, Jesus. to allow you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? I would. <clears throat> All right, Layla. So first, my attention was caught by verse um, 28, when it was the Pharisee that said, you fill Jerusalem with um, doctrine, and then you intend to bring them, that man, as in Jesus' blood, upon them. Two things. One, how is it that what Jesus was preaching was doctored when it was Moloch and Ashtoreth and Jezebel and all those other Satan worshipers bringing that kind of stuff into Jerusalem? They didn't they didn't call that doctrine. They're like, oh, this is great. Clapping their hands to it. But when Jesus brings the word of life now, that's witchcraft and sorcery. I mean, like, how how did that translate? How did you? figured that that was such a thing like that would be a legit claim to make well let's look at a couple things with that right what did they say they said did we not strictly command you to teach in not his name in this name it goes back to what we were talking about in the previous episode the issue that they had the struggle and it keeps keeps coming back to the same spot for them is questioning Jesus's authority right yes everybody was all about the signs and wonders but directly attributing it to Jesus was the was their issue so but then there's the other aspect the second part of this because then he continues or one of them, continues by saying that you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood, as in Jesus' blood, saying, right? But yes. refusing to even say his name, right? Yes. On them. Why? Because they were directly responsible for his death. Yes. So... There is the scripture, right? Be sure your sin will find find you out. Well, they've not been allowed to shake it loose. And I'm pretty sure they requested that the the sin of the death of Jesus be upon them yes. and their children. That was mm-hmm. my next point. Pretty That's sure they Matthew. chanted it. <laughs> right? So, like all things to, to recognize, right? Yes. Why is it that they were, they didn't condemn the Romans? And the people that occupied them on about worshiping their gods, <coughs> right? Yes. But they were trying to confront their own, if you will, right? This is Hebrews and, and Israelites confronting other other Jews, other Israelites, right? Yes. About doctrine. So, so things to recognize. Just a fun verse here. Yes, Proverbs, brother. Uh, 12, 15, since uh, 
You haven't got us to Proverbs yet. <laughs> uh, in the Amplified Bible, it says, The way of the arrogant fool who rejects God's wisdom is right in his own eyes, but a wise and prudent mm-hmm. man is he who listens to counsel. Amen. Amen. They were stuck in their mindset. That's all there was to it. They had no desire to move to a different mindset because they were, they were foolish and re- refused to give any room to the Holy Spirit to do work in them. Yeah. Exactly. Man. And they had not yet been provoked to jealousy. They saw these signs and wonders, and there was jealousy in that I sense. They were of, jealous, but they didn't do what was right the, with it. The signs and wonders weren't being done through them, but it wasn't enough to pro- rightly provoke them to follow the Lord. Right? That has not yet been fulfilled. It is coming. But it has not happened yet. Second mm-hmm. uh, Corinthians chapter three. I'm going to read a few verses, uh, starting in verse ten. It says, "For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect, because of the because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Mm-hmm. Therefore, since we have such hope." We use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. So we've, we've referenced that the God of this world has blinded the minds of people, um, causing them to reject Jesus Christ. Now, no one who wills to have God present in their life or to be unveiled or to, to not be deceived will be deceived. There's always that seed of willingness to be deceived, willingness to hide, have their ears or their eyes, their ears dull or their eyes covered that the adversary takes and then leads them further into blindness. Why do I say that? Because I, I believe Jesus said, he who wills to hear will know the teaching. Right. And what they'll know, whether it is of God or not. So when our Mm -hmm. heart seeks him and desires him, truly, God always makes himself known to that person. He will reveal himself and the fullness of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. He is the way, the truth and the life. Holy Spirit always points us to Christ. But if we choose to remain blind, to remain blind, if we choose to be deceived, there will be deception. I remember one day, one day I was speaking with my dad about um, one of the, and the false Christs that were, you know, popular in America. And, um, and I'll say popular because there, there have been multiple that have popped up, but, you know, America's had a, had a few that they, they proclaimed to be Jesus, but they were not. And they had a group of followers that, you know, quote unquote believed and then they followed them and then there was some kind of death or peril at the end of it 
basically just to summarize. And my dad was speaking to me and he was like, oh, this man drew them away and he was so bad. And I said, wait a second. Each man is tempted when they're drawn away by their own lust. So their lust for whatever it is that they saw in that, um, that fake Jesus, that false, um, false Christ, whatever they saw and per- perceived that they were going to get out of it, they were willing to be deceived. Now, they may have been parents and drug their children into it and forced their kids, but for the ones, the adults who made those decisions, they willingly chose to be deceived. When you desire to know the truth, the Lord will make that known to you, and his truth will, in fact, make you, make you free because Jesus came to do that, and he is a willing God to provide that to whoever will extend their hand or receive him, if you will. Mm -hmm. I love how you brought that up, honey, about the connection with the Old Testament. And and that's what clearly the Pharisees are basing their righteousness on. And Jesus addressed that multiple times in in the Gospels. Um, John 5 really stands out where... It starts on verse 43, but it's through 47. I'll read that quickly. It says, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. Mm -hmm. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Mm -hmm. Do not think that I shall accuse you to my Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? And, you know, of course, when we get down to the core of it, that's, we've been talking about this for at least a couple episodes now. It was their refusal to believe in Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And... What we're seeing here is how they can't escape it. It keeps coming back because that is, Jesus is the the hinge point. As we just said, the He's way, the, the truth, and the life. He's the door. He's the door. He's, uh, he is how you enter in. There is none other. Mm-hmm. He's it. And And everything that they keep doing to try to silence it, to try to ignore it, go around it, it keeps coming right back to the same the same place. The Lord is so consistent. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> but and in, in, in this, he's showing great mercy to allow mm-hmm. them another chance. Here's another chance. And Here's another a knocking at the door of yes. your heart. Turn, turn, um, receive him. So even though it seems like it's a, a clashing, who, who can resist God? You know, I've, I've Gamaliel brings this up um, mm-hmm. in verses 38 or so to the end of the chapter. Um, talking about fighting against God. You can't overthrow God. You, well, you cannot. And, and I love his comment because it comes after they, in verse 33, when they heard what the apostles said, they were furious and plotted to kill them. So they were going to continue in the same actions and behavior, if you will. They say, well, it worked last time, so we're going to do it again. With, with Jesus, right, exactly. We're going to disobey the law to do God a favor. And going all the way back <laughs> to Cain and Abel, right? You see that same mindset. That same, I'll say, contemplation or acceptance of that course of action. Mm. 
even even the Lord had warned and instructed Cain against that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why in Genesis 4. Um, but it's something to note, because even while they were plotting this thing, the Lord speaks through, well, in this case it's Gamaliel, as you just pointed out, and, and tells them to consider some things. And he gives a couple examples, and, and those are written about um, in Antiquities by Josephus. Um, so that's uh, another book that we, will, we won't be covering, <laughs> but uh, just for the listeners, but they you can know where to, to find it, to research it. Um, but, um, but the Lord is always giving these opportunities, and even when they are trying to pursue this course of action, he still comes with this wisdom and this counsel, to, to give them opportunity to get back on the right track. Mm. And, you know, just a, a side note, we don't necessarily have it written here, but who else might be amongst this group? Paul? The Saul? Apostle Paul. The soon-to-be Apostle Paul may be among this group of people. And the Lord is persistently knocking. And I can, I can speak to my own life and how much God went through to get my attention how much mm-hmm. grace he showed me, how many times he came to me, how many ways he knocked on the door of my heart to soften it. And, you know, he started by cracking that shell and then be beginning to penetrate and break through it. So each time he's speaking to them, you know, just knowing how he works and his faithfulness that he's shown me, I can't, he's not a different God to me than he is to anybody else. I was no more willing to serve him. <laughs> I was no less stubborn and hard-hearted than any of these people, but yet he kept coming. He kept chipping away at the the idols that I had set up in my own mind, the, the way of life that I had buried myself in and was staunchly resistant against him and his ways, even though I knew him. I, I got filled with the Holy Spirit at six with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I, I'd say that's a pretty firm seed planted in my life mm-hmm. and in my, my inward man, but then I still rebelled against him and revolted and lived for several years of my life outside of Christ and disregarding him and disobeying him. But yet he pursued me and he was merciful and just as gracious. He's been, I'd say more gracious to me (laughs) than these, some of these folks here, but perhaps the apostle Paul was amongst these people. And we don't know how many of them actually turned to Christ at some point in their life, but we know God is faithful and he's not doing this just to knock them upside the head. He's tapping on their heart. He's every time here's wisdom. You can't resist it. Here's that wisdom. I know you hate it, but come on and look at it. Here's that wisdom. Come on in, baby. I'm, I'm drawing you to myself. Dean, do you have something you want to say? Well, I just think about being young and impetuous and the, the way that we are and how <clears throat> resolute we are. Um, <laughs> and even old and stubborn. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I really, um, in my late thirties, really thought I had it all figured out finally. Mm. And now, in my sixties, um, I'm not sure I know anything. You know, it's just amazing. And um, here's, you know, I love where you were going because you know I was sitting here and say, "Well, isn't this the same Gamaliel that was um, quite possibly under uh, Paul was underneath his tutelage, right?" Mm-hmm. Yes. And so here he is seemingly in this moment the only one that had any wisdom mm-hmm. in that in that council chamber as it were mm-hmm. right? say, oh there is a god we're supposed to be serving him wait so even if 
Paul wasn't there, and we don't know whether he was or not. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a reasonable assumption he was, but it would be just as reasonable that he wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. it, we don't know where he was at the time, but he probably was there. Mm-hmm. He certainly was under the teaching and wisdom of Gamaliel, mm. um, and yet we know how he took it in his young, impetuous mm-hmm. uh, righteousness and uh, self righteousness, flesh loving, and, and his what, uh-huh. Charles. Self-righteousness? His indignation. His indignation. indignation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. His indignation. Come on, man. I knew you were waiting for that <laughs> one. You got to get that one in somewhere. <laughs> right. I you had my back, man. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's all. I just thought it was interesting. That- mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And, you know, as we as we read through Acts, we'll see the connection between um, Stephen and the Apostle Paul and how they're connected. And they were in similar circles. And at the very least, word of mouth travels. So, um The grace of God is a force like no other. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'll go. All Wait right. a second. You said that like we twisted your arms. Right? Silently. Oh, <laughs> we were just I'll looking go. around the room. You guys couldn't see us doing that. That's why the Charles kind of popped out. Okay, I'll go. Maybe take a swig of water before you start, my love. Huh. <laughs> well, if you're going to do it, do it quickly. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready. All right. And then first thing the Lord <laughs> pointed out to me was that if we look here um, in verse 30, wait, nope, verse 29. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God than man. Amen to and that. Then, if Rather we than go yes. previous in Acts, we see them asking a similar question. It's actually this was a statement, but they asked a question before this. Mm-hmm. Ah, Acts four nineteen. But Peter and John answered and said to them, "Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge." And the first thing the Lord showed me was how there, it, this was not a time for uncertainty and try to be nice as you could see they're they were attempting in chapter four it was just time for as dad said brass tacks it's i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen and this is what <laughs> has to happen and the lord was showing me here was that it wasn't a boldness in themselves and with like mommy said it's not i can call it legions of angels you want to try it come at me <laughs> it wasn't something like that but it was a nudge and it was the response to the prayer they had prayed in chapter four, mm-hmm. where they boldness. asked for boldness. Amen. Amen. I'm glad you brought that up. And what was the boldness required for? To speak what the Lord wanted them to speak. To stand firm. Yes. To stand. To be unwavering. Right? Isn't? Shouldn't we all be like that? Isn't that what Jesus said of John the Baptist? Mm-hmm. What did you expect to find? A reed shaken in the wind, or by the wind, <laughs> depending on your translation, right? Just moving yes. and swaying with every way the wind decides it's going to turn. No, he's, he's saying he was standing firm. He would not yes. be moved. We should be unmovable, unshakable in our faith, right? Isn't yes. that exactly what it talks about in Hebrews? Since we're receiving a kingdom unshakable, mm-hmm. there's a shaking of things that can be shaken. We should not be one of those things that are shaken. 
Steadfast in the Lord. Glory to God. And have a distinction in your mind. The love of God is not niceties and pleasantries. Mm. Niceties yes. and pleasantries are human, human attributes, human thought process. But the love of God does what's right regardless. And you notice as they were speaking, as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, they did not violate the love commandment. Whereas the yes. other ones, the other side thought, we're doing this for you, God. Shh. We're going to murder and we're going to beat them and abuse them and violate them. Which also violated the law. Which also violated the law that, that they were supposed to be Do so pious and, and upholding. Right. So yes, those, those are two very distinct situations. <clears throat> However, flesh would like to go, oh, it's the same thing. No, 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 no. Make sure that line is very clear in your heart. The Holy Spirit never violates God, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yes. God never violates himself. And he fulfills and keeps his own word. Always. But your flesh would like to twist and manipulate and go, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm just going to kill them a little bit. You know, just a little, little bit of killing. Okay, that's okay. I'll beat them, even though you told me to, to tend and care for your sheep. That's okay. I'm doing you a favor, Lord. Just like the apostle, oh, well, Saul, before he became the apostle Paul, thought he was doing God a favor by getting this, this preacher of the way out of the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're about out of time. So let's pause there for today. And why don't you resume that thought again on the next one? All right, sir? Yes, Dad. All right. Thank you. So with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, first of all, for your grace and mercy that you showed to us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you sent your son, Lord, and that you didn't repeal him or take him back from us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But that you allowed the same blood to work and to continue working for us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that he continues to lead us and guide us, Lord, and to direct us in the correct path, though mm-hmm. we may stumble off of it, Lord, that you always draw us back into you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And send us down the road with you walking beside us lord in jesus' name amen in jesus mighty name amen and amen well we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day we hope you've enjoyed listening to a day of prayers morning bible study this year pastor john and i are believing for 1000 new partners to believe god with us and join in the work of the ministry god is doing great things through a day of prayer and we want you to be a part If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.